0: Welcome to the National Vaccine Information Center's Vaccine Science and Policy podcast series. These podcasts are from previously recorded and referenced commentaries and articles produced by MVIC, a charitable nonprofit organization.
1: My name is Barbara Fisher. My son was injured by DPT vaccine in 1980. And this is a reference commentary brought to you by the nonprofit National Vaccine Information Center, which can be read on NVIC.org. On September 12, 2013, public health officials at the U.S. Centers of Disease Control called a press conference to announce that vaccination rates among preschool children are high and stable and less than 1% are unvaccinated. More than 90% of American toddlers have gotten a measles-containing MMR shot by age 3, along with many doses of 10 other government-recommended vaccines. But health officials warned there had been 159 cases of measles reported so far this year, the second highest number of measles cases reported in one year since 2000. They put the blame on 92 unvaccinated Americans diagnosed with measles who had philosophical objections to vaccination, such as Orthodox Jews in New York City and Christians attending a church in Texas, which they described as, quote, clusters of people with like-minded beliefs, leading them to forego vaccines," end of quote. There have been no measles-related deaths in the U.S. this year. However, one government official said that 160,000 people around the world die from measles every year, and the infection is literally a plane ride away. She warned that, quote, the measles virus can hang out in the air, and if you are in, so, in the same waiting room as someone with measles, you will get measles if you never had it, end of quote. In the interest of full disclo- disclosure, I should acknowledge that when I was a child, I did get measles, and so did my sister and brother and all my friends. It started off with a fever, running nose, sore throat, and spots inside our mouths, and then an itchy red rash on our faces that spread all over. And I remember wearing sunglasses in the house because the light hurt my eyes. My parents and grandparents and their sisters and brothers also had measles when they were children. When I was growing up in the 1950s, measles, mumps, rubella, and chickenpox were infections we all experienced. But our parents didn't worry about those childhood diseases like they worried about polio. Americans born before 1957 have naturally acquired immunity to measles, and we passed antibodies onto our babies when they were born to protect them from measles during the first year of life. Because naturally acquired measles antibodies are different from vaccine antibodies, vaccinated moms today cannot give longer lasting naturally acquired measles antibodies to their newborns things have definitely changed in the past 60 years. In August and September, the CDC published annual reports that once again confirmed American children are among the most highly vaccinated in the world. In 2012, 95% of children entering kindergarten had gotten two MMR shots, and so had more than 90% of high school students. About 1.8% of kindergarten children had a medical or personal belief exemption to vaccination on file with schools. Bottom line, 95% of the approximately 75 million children under age 18 have gotten two doses of MMR vaccine. And there is also a high measles vaccination rate among young adults in their 20s and mid-30s because since 1981, About 95% of all children entering kindergarten have received at least one dose of MMR vaccine and three or more doses of diphtheria, Tetanus, Pertussis, and Polio-containing vaccines. Now let's take a look at what measles incidence and death rates look like before and after the first measles vaccine was licensed in 1963. It's important to remember that like B. pertussis, whooping cough, and other infectious diseases, Measles has natural cyclical increases and decreases every few years in populations. Plus, not all pertussis or measles infections are diagnosed correctly by doctors and reported to government health officials, and the same is true for diagnosis and reporting of vaccine reactions, injuries and deaths. Before measles vaccine was licensed in 1963, the CDC admits there was massive underreporting of measles cases. And, quote, because virtually all children acquired measles, the number of measles cases probably approached 3.5 million per year. In other words, an entire birth cohort. Other doctors say it was more like 5 million cases of measles every year. In 1960, three years before the first measles vaccine was put on the market in the US, there were about 442,000 reported measles cases and 380 related deaths among 3.5 to 5 million Americans. After 17 years of giving children measles vaccine, in 1980, there were only 13,500 reported measles cases and 11 related deaths. But in 1990, about 28,000 measles cases and 64 deaths were reported in a population in which 95% of children entering kindergarten had gotten one MMR shot that public health officials had promised parents would give their children lifelong immunity to measles. So the CDC added a second MMR shot to the child vaccine schedule. And by 2005, there were only 66 cases of measles reported. However, in 2008 and 2011, there were a total of 362 reported measles cases, even as there were no deaths. This brings us to the question, of why there is so much publicity now, about 159 measles cases identified in the U.S. this year. Well, what a lot of Americans do not know, but need to know, is that the World Health Organization is partnering with government health officials, multinational pharmaceutical corporations, and medical trade groups in a global measles eradication campaign, patterned after the smallpox and polio eradication campaigns of the 20th century. The goal is to eradicate measles and rubella from the earth by 2015 or at the latest by 2020. In order to accomplish that goal in the next two to seven years, the plan is to make sure that at least 95% or more of the world's 2 billion children get two doses of MMR vaccine. With a dose of MMR vaccine costing the CDC $20 to purchase from Merck, While private pediatricians pay $56 a dose, the cost of waging a global measles eradication campaign is astronomical. In Europe, where many countries only mandate polio vaccine and not MMR or other vaccines, there have been tens of thousands of measles cases reported over the past decade. European health officials say that individuals with religious beliefs, as well as many, middle-class people using holistic healthcare alternatives for staying well, are resisting MMR vaccine promotion campaigns. Public health doctors see the trend by educated consumers in many developed countries to move away from using lots of prescription drugs and vaccines to stay healthy as a threat to infectious disease eradication programs. The question is, how far will public health doctors go To reach their goal of eradicating measles, rubella, and many other infections with the mandated use of vaccines. We have seen a militarization of the public health system in the past century to justify global vaccination campaigns to eradicate smallpox and polio. After September 11, 2001, Congress and state legislatures granted expanded police powers to government health officials to detain, quarantine and forced vaccine use without the voluntary informed consent of citizens whenever government health officials declare a public health emergency. The conversation about vaccination health and autonomy has become ugly and divisive in the 21st century because the war on disease has been turned into a war on values and beliefs. It is making many people afraid, And distrustful of doctors and government health officials using threats and sanctions to enforce one-size-fits-all vaccine laws that compel them to get not just two doses of MMR vaccine but dozens of doses of other vaccines. Is the government endorsed criticism of the values and spiritual beliefs of unvaccinated Americans who have been diagnosed with measles this year just the first step toward even more oppression. Will it escalate into what we witnessed in 2007 when parents failing to show proof their children had gotten a chicken pox or, or hepatitis B shot were threatened with stiff fines and jail time before being summoned by government officials to a Maryland courthouse patrolled by armed police with dogs to make sure their children got vaccinated. I don't think any of us know how far doctors working for government or drug companies and medical trade groups will go to pit citizens against each other in an effort to shun and punish anyone defending the human right to exercise freedom of thought, belief, conscience, and informed consent to medical risk-taking, which includes taking risks with liability-free pharmaceutical products like vaccines. Philosopher and human rights advocate, Elie Wiesel, has said, quote, When you take an idea or a concept and turn it into an abstraction, that opens the way to take human beings and turn them also into abstractions. When human beings become abstractions, what is left? When public health officials embrace the concept of eradicating an infection from the world and achieving that goal means making sure that a certain number of children have gotten a certain number of vaccinations. It is very easy to turn children into abstractions and forget that human beings are not all the same. And we do not all react the same to vaccines or infections. There are biological, genetic, and environmental differences among us. And that is why some of us get an MMR shot or experience measles and do not suffer complications, while other of us do suffer complications and are brain injured or die. When doctors cannot predict ahead of time who will be harmed by a vaccine or an infectious disease, and they cannot guarantee that those who have been vaccinated are incapable of being infected or transmitting an infection, the precautionary and informed consent principles should not be eradicated from vaccine policies and laws just because public health officials have decided to embark on yet another infection eradication campaign. The National Vaccine Information Center supports your civil and human right to exercise freedom of thought, conscience, and informed consent to vaccination and make independent healthcare choices without being tracked down, bullied, and punished by anyone. Become informed about measles and MMR vaccine and talk with one or more trusted healthcare professionals before making an educated healthcare decision. Go to mvic.org to learn more and sign up for the online NVIC advocacy portal to defend vaccine choices and exemptions in your state.
0: It's your health, your family, your choice. Before you take a risk, find out what it is. To learn more about vaccines, diseases, and the human right to informed consent, visit MVIC.org, the website of the nonprofit charity, the National Vaccine Information Center. Since 1982, MVIC has worked to prevent vaccine injuries and deaths through public education and to secure informed consent protections in US vaccine policies and laws. Visit mbic.org and mvicadvocacy.org to get well-referenced vaccine information that you can trust and share with your family, friends, and members of your community. It's your health, your family, your choice.